to the Freedom Nation podcast with Jeff Kickle. On this show, Jeff shares his expertise in financial and retirement planning from a different perspective. Planning for your Freedom Day, which is the first day that you wake up and have enough income or assets and do not have to go to work that day. Learn how to calculate what you need, how to generate income sources, and listen to interviews from others who've done it themselves. Get ready to experience your own Freedom Day. Hi, everybody. It's Jeff here once again with the Freedom Nation podcast, and I wanted to welcome you back for this show, which is what I call, it's not your fault that you have financial cancer. So what do I mean by that? Um, In our nation, one of the, the biggest challenges I see and have seen working with clients for many, many years, uh, well over 29 years at this point, is debt. So many of us carry debt in this country, you know, and I'm, I'm, there's two different types of debt. You have bad debt and good debt. You know, good debt is your house. If you, if you own a home, I mean, leveraging somebody else's money to help buy your home and not having to sink hundreds of thousands of dollars into a, an asset that may or may not appreciate at the same rate as other investments is good debt. Uh, bad debt is basically debt that just sucks away the life out of your ability to build long-term financial security. So this is credit card debt. It's other forms of debt. Um, car debt um, can be you know, other forms of consumer debt that you have. It's become so easy, almost any place that you shop today, I know, you know, every time I shop at Target, uh, not to say anything bad about Target, but every time I shop at Target, you know, constantly when you're checking out, they're asking you if you want a Target credit card or Kohl's, you know, do you want a Kohl's credit card and everything else? So it's just become so easy to get consumer credit and it becomes very easy for us to fall into the trap of, oh, well, I'll just put it on a credit card and then I'll be fine. Um, this wasn't always that way in our country, um, really wasn't until the early eighties that credit cards were even around. Uh, they had been around for a while, um, in the late sixties, but they were very limited. They were things mostly for travel, uh, a lot of business type expenses on credit cards. And it really didn't get around to individual consumers in a major way until the 1980s. And it's kind of interesting. I was reading a book this weekend that talks about selling businesses, exit planning. And the author did a really good job of explaining the baby boom generation. Uh, and the best way to, that he used is you know, the baby boom generation has been the pig inside the boa constrictor most of their existence. Um, The baby boom generation is listed as people born between 1945 and 1965. Um, It's the largest generation ever in American history, the highest amount of birth rates, uh, virtually 4.5 million per year between 1945 and 1965. Uh, Then the from 65 to 1983, that next generation is what's called Generation X. That was the, the generation I was born into kind of right at the very, very, very beginning of Generation X. 
which turned out to be the smallest generation ever in history. Our birth rates were only about 2.5 versus 4 something for the previous generations. So all um, along their existence, the baby boom generation has really kind of shaped our country. You know, they, the, the, uh, the big toy companies all were kind of formed right in the 1950s when the baby boom generation was very young, the 50s and 60s. Um, the, you know, the, the differences, I know one of the things that was talked about in the book was like even in the, the case of uh, Barbies, you know, Barbie went from, a, you know, young girls playing with dolls that were really designed to be like a baby, you know, to Barbie, who was that person that they wanted to live up to that had, you know, a career and everything else. So the baby boom generation has shaped all that. Now, one of the, the biggest challenges that the baby boom generated was in the early 80s, as we rolled into the 1980s, most of them were in their 20s, you know, almost the early 30s at that point. And it was that go-go lifestyle. We want to live, you know, we want to have whatever we want, whenever we want it. We uh, want to make sure that we'll pay for it down the road. So credit cards were created as a result of that. So we saw credit go through the roof, people getting credit cards, buying things on credit, buying cars, you know, everything at that point on credit or um, you know, utilizing credit cards. So that was really the first generation and they taught their children, my generation, that credit was good and this is the way we do things and this is how you buy things. So we've gone through this period of time in the last two generations and leading into the next, which is the millennial generation, those people that were born from 83 to 2000. Uh, that was the next generation of people that you know, learned, well, you just buy things on credit and then you pay it off over time or whatever. Uh, that has gotten to be a challenge for long-term financial security because people, the more they pile up on debt, the more they are hampering their long-term growth. Um, debt is really the long-term enemy of long-term financial success. Um, every dollar you spend on debt today reduces your future savings by $10. And that's based on, you know, a 30-year savings at 8% interest. Really simple financial calculation. So every dollar affects $10 down the road. And that's that's pretty huge. Now, the the typical financial guru will say, well, you know, it's because you're spending money on Starbucks and you're spending money on all these blah, 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 all these things. And they don't really get to the fact that you've got to figure out how to reduce debt. And for most people, it's very difficult to cut all these things out of their life. Yes, theoretically, you could. Yes, theoretically, you could live on beans and rice, rice and beans, um, you know, like Dave Ramsey says. But the reality is most of us do not have the discipline to do that. So one of the things I believe is part of Freedom Day is looking at where the major factors that affect your debt are. Those are things like uh, your taxes that you pay. If you get a return at the end of the year, a tax return at the end of the year, you did some pretty piss poor planning, quite frankly, because what you've done, let's say you get a four or $5,000 tax return at the end of the year. Well, what has happened? Well, that four or $5,000 tax return was money that you had loaned to the government because you didn't really plan out your taxes. You're just kind of winging it and you're, you know, you're 
putting money or taking money out of your paycheck and it's going into the, um, you know, into the tax system and the government's borrowing your money for a year and then paying it back to you at the end of the year. Well, if you had just done a little bit of planning, if you'd sat down and figured out really how much tax you should pay, that number should be even or maybe at the end of the year, you have to pay a couple hundred dollars if you, if you didn't, you know, sometimes you can't plan perfectly, but I would rather pay in a little bit of money at the end of the year than get a big tax return because getting a big tax return just means that I wasted my money basically um, I put that money in there and then that money is not getting returned back to me like it should. Well, that's a very simple thing to do. If I can go in, let's say I, I get $5,000 back. Well, every week that $5,000 represented, um, let's just quickly do a quick calculation for you here. So that's $96.15 a week. So $5,000 over a year, $96.15 a week. Why not reduce your tax return at the end of the year and take that $96.15 and apply that towards long-term debt? That's $5,000 throughout the year that is going to reduce your long-term debt. So think about that. If let's say you're $25,000 in debt, just one little minute change that didn't change your taxes or didn't change your personal cash flow at all. All you did was reduce the money that you've been loaning to the government for a year and apply that to your taxes. You're instantly, by the end of the year, one, you know, basically one fifth of the way to paying off your debt completely, or almost 20% of the way, excuse me, of paying off your total debt without changing your tax at all or without changing your cash flow at all you're still living on exactly the same amount. What I would say is you apply that to other parts of your life. And we're gonna talk in other episodes about debt relief and strategies that we use, but that's just one simple way. Another simple way is looking at what you're paying for your car insurance and homeowner's insurance. Um, I remember when I uh, had bought my first home, I met a great uh, agent that was in my neighborhood um, she helped me get set up, helped you know, me transfer my car insurance over and everything else. And I stayed with her for 10 years. Now, I never talked with her again after that time. They renewed me automatically every year. I just kind of was lazy and didn't look at it. And then I remember I had a friend of mine say, hey, you, know, you might want to try this one insurance company. I got you know, a really good deal. And I remember I uh, went to this other insurance company. And this was one that didn't really do a lot of advertising. They just mainly worked on referral basis. Um, that's how they'd grown their business. Since that time, they'd begun advertising. But I remember going to them and having them look at my insurance, both on the home and the cars, and finding out that I had paid almost $700 more per year for the last 10 years than I should have been paying. Since that date, I have reshopped my insurance every single year. Um, right now, I work with an insurance agent that's an independent who has access to almost 50 different companies, and he shops my insurance for me automatically. I don't have to do that anymore. But after that point, now just think about that. That's another $700 
that you divide that out could be applied towards debt during the year. So it's those things without, once again, changing my cash flow in any way, shape or form, not changing any behaviors. I still ever so often go get a Starbucks coffee and I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about, you know, heaven forbid, I, you know, go to a movie here and there or whatever. I, I just personally don't believe that torturing yourself or, you know, punishing yourself for having debt works. But I think if you can be smarter and you look at places where you spend a lot of money and look for ways to reduce that. Um, in today's world, those are things like technology. You know, what are you spending on your, what are you spending on your entertainment? You know, a lot of people might, you know, I, the funny thing I hear now is, well, I'm cutting the cord. I'm, I'm getting out of that. But then you start adding up. Okay. Well, I have, you know, I have to have ESPN and I have to have Disney and I have to have Hulu and I have to have Netflix and Amazon. And you start adding it up and you're spending just as much as you would have been on a cable provider. Uh, that's, that's where you start to look at, you know, and you've got to have really good internet to be able to support that. So you might be spending close to a hundred dollars on internet. Well, you add it all up and you're probably spending more than you were through a, you know, a dish network or a cable network or whatever. So, you know, that's, those are those things you really have to look at what you're spending and find ways to reduce those things that you're spending on that are just silly. Um, one of the challenges we have in this country is that we, really have a crappy education system when it comes to finances. So this is one of the things that I would encourage you all to do is that you really need to build your financial education. You need to look at several different things. You need to look at multiple books. You need to start educating yourself on finances. And I hope this podcast will also be helpful to you to help educate you from a financial perspective. What we want to do is change your stars a little bit. We want you to learn how to get control of debt, find places to put the savings. Once you get rid of debt, where are you going to put those savings? Um, understanding that, you know, if I get a tax return or if I get a windfall of money, I should be focusing on where can I deploy that money that's going to generate an income stream for me. And looking at, as we talked later on in this series about your your freedom engines and what i or what i refer to as freedom engines are the vehicles you can use to create passive or active income that can be used to either reduce debt that's another way so you know if you look at the equation in life income minus expenses yeah income minus expenses equals you know basically net profit or net loss uh, the only way you can improve that equation is two things. You can either increase your income or you can decrease your expenses or both. That's how you reduce your debt over time. So we're going to look at ways to make you more efficient without or necessarily drastically changing your life as it is today from a cash flow perspective. So I'm not expecting you to sell everything, sell all your cars. If you want to do that, that's fine. If, if you're motivated enough to do it, then more power to you. I just know that reality says that most people won't do that. Most people are going to look for the, the least, you know, difficult path that they can go on. So it's looking at taking a little bit of your time 
and spending at looking at making your life a little bit more efficient on the high ticket items and then looking at ways to uh, increase your income, whether that's something else you could do through work where you're at currently, or what I would hope that you would look for is a freedom engine. So some vehicle, whether it's an investment, whether it's a small business, whether it's driving Uber or whatever you wanna do that is going to help you generate a little bit of extra income that can all be applied towards debt reduction. Uh, that is the, the world that we live in today. One of the, the cool parts of the world we live in today is the gig economy. There's so many things you can do today, especially if you have any kind of special skills, uh, interests. You know, I know when I was uh, building my businesses and we weren't making a whole lot at the beginning and I was looking for ways to one, you know, give us a little bit more money to live on, but also to reduce some of the debt that we had built up over time. And especially at the beginning of our business, we built up a lot of debt. Uh, one of the things I looked to do was, well, what could I do in the gig economy? Uh, initially, I started trading time for money, meaning that I was doing things like driving Uber or I was delivering food or whatever. That was trading time for money, which I didn't have a whole lot of time. So that limited the amount of money I could make because of time. The, you know, what I learned later on, and you'll hear about this when we start to talk about uh, the cash flow quadrant and some of the things that Robert Kiyosaki talks about. One of the things I learned was, you know what, I need to figure out ways to trade my knowledge, which I have knowledge that most people don't have for money. So it might take me, you know, let's say five hours to do something, which before, you know, I might do five hours and make $20 an hour, or I could make two or $3,000 in five hours by trading my knowledge for money. So that's one of the things that I would encourage you to do. I mean, the easy, quick thing to do is trade a little bit of extra time for money if you want to try and get yourself out of debt. The long-term stability needs to be trading your knowledge for time. So figure out something that you have a unique knowledge of that you can share with somebody else. And then that allows you to be able to gain extra income without trading a lot of time for that. And it's something that you can do basically anywhere that you want. And there's hundreds of ways to trade knowledge for dollars in this world. Um, one of the stories I wanted to tell you is my friend, Andrew. Um, and so Andrew is a uh, military veteran. Uh, he's a disabled military veteran. Uh, he and I met uh, through um, a, a program that Dave Ramsey has where we, uh, we as a company work with people uh, as they get out of debt and they're looking to start saving and things like that. And when I met Andrew, he wasn't there yet. He, he kind of jumped the gun a little bit and I met with him and he was, he was pretty significantly in debt. He and his family were about $70,000 in debt at that time. And I decided that, you know, although it wasn't really, I wasn't the right person necessarily to help him. I just wanted to help him. So he and I started meeting on a monthly basis and I was his accountability partner. And, you know, he was limited on his income. One, he, uh, you know, he has a, a disabled military income which is a reduction from what he was making when he was in the military. And he's somewhat limited on any additional monies he can make outside of that, just how that, that system works. 
Um, his wife works for a restaurant and, you know, she's somewhat limited on her income too. They, they pay her only X dollars per hour and, and only give her a certain number of hours per week. So we, uh, we sat down and we came up with a plan and a strategy. And then every month we would get together and we would plan out their strategy for the month and we would pay down debt. So this is a guy who combined, they were making somewhere around 80 to $90,000 per year. They were $75,000 in debt. We sat down and over an 18 month period of time without them drastically changing their lives. And by the way, falling off the wagon a few times and going and buying things because he loves technology, uh, going and buying things that they didn't need to buy, but really focusing on paying down debt, focusing on being intense on, you know, making sure at the beginning of the month that they budgeted to pay down debt. We were able to, or I was able to help him pay down about $50,000 in debt. So they've only got about $10,000 left. And we were estimating that that's about another four months. So in 18 months, they were able to pay down almost all the debt that they had built up. And like I said, even falling off the wagon a little bit, uh, that, you know, that increased their debt and then they've paid that down. So it can be done by anybody. And we didn't drastically change their expenses. In fact, we talk about their expenses and, you know, they love technology and they've got kids and they've got all the, you know, YouTubes and Hulus and all these different channels that are out there and they're paying for them along with cable and all that. So even with all those extra expenses, focusing on this, knowing what their debt is and attacking it is, you know, has been a, a real uh, win for them. And they're almost there. You know, like I said, they're, they're about $10,000 away. Uh, that's probably going to take us, like I said, another four or five months of work and they will be, they'll be totally debt free. Uh, you know, except for their house. And once again, I don't recommend paying your house off, especially if you've got a really low interest rate uh, below three and a half percent. I mean, you can take that money, invest in some other vehicle that will grow your assets at that time. But, you know, once again, it's something that you have to focus on and you've got to be committed and disciplined to. So here is your challenge. You've got to know your enemy. And who's your enemy? Your enemy is dead. So what I want you to do today is I want you to sit down and I want to look at, or I want you to look at your debts. I want you to write all those debts down. And what I wanted you to do is write them down from the smallest to the largest. This is what's called a debt snowball. So this is something I originally learned from Dave Ramsey. Um, there are many people out there that use this concept. But basically what you want to do, most people, it, it's counterintuitive. People, a lot of people will say, well, I'm going to, what I want to do is I want to get the, the largest, um, I, I want to get the largest debt that has the largest interest rate and pay that down first, you know, because that's the one I'm losing money on the most. Well, no, <laughs> it's not the way you want to do this. Um, this is about behavioral finance and behavioral finance says, you need to have some wins along the process. So what you want to do is you want to figure out, and this is, this is going to be your debt snowball. You want to figure out what your smallest debt is first, list your debts from smallest to largest. 
Then you want to have a column that lists your minimum payment for every single one of those debts, not what you're going to pay on it, but your minimum payment. Then we'll start to talk about your budget on another episode. Actually, the next episode, we're going to talk a little bit about your budget and your cash flow. And what we're going to look to do is initially identify what is in your budget that you can actually use to attack these debts and get rid of them and be intense about getting rid of these debts over time. This is going to help you start to figure out, all right, how do I get myself to my freedom day? You will never be free if you don't get rid of all this consumer debt and all that. Because what it does, remember, every dollar that you pay in debt today affects your long-term savings by $10 over a 30-year period. So you've got, got, got to get rid of that debt now, make it go away, and then focus your efforts on being able to generate more income, which is going to get you to your freedom day sooner than you would think. So that's your job. I would encourage this to be with your spouse. If you have one, if you've got a significant other or an insignificant other, whoever, uh, I would encourage you to sit down and put this together. Um, if there's debts that you've created by yourself and didn't tell your spouse, this is the time to come clean. You both need to understand where you're at and where you're trying to go from there. Because if you're not both on the same page, uh, one, the other one's going to be just doing whatever they want. And it's going to be very difficult to get to that point. And two, uh, it's just not a healthy environment to be in if you're not really letting each other know. If one person is responsible for all the finances, then there's nothing but fighting that's going to end up going on. Because uh, either your spouse or partner doesn't know what's going on and they think the world is great and it's a lot worse than it is, or you're just not being honest with each other. And if you're not honest with each other, it's just very hard to have a, a good relationship or marriage or whatever it turns out to be. So that said, thank you for joining us today. I really am excited to go on this journey with you. I'm glad that you're part of Freedom Nation. Uh, if you haven't already, go to our uh, Instagram and Facebook pages and go ahead and you know request access to the those pages and if you're committed on there what i want you to do is today i want you to put out hashtag freedom nation hashtag debt freedom nation and debt hashtag freedom nation hashtag debt and that lets us know that you're making a commitment to all of us that you're going to reduce your debt you're going to figure out how to get out of debt. You're going to follow along with us as we help you to figure out, all right, how to attack the debt, how to generate more income through Freedom Engines, and then get ourselves moving towards our, your personal Freedom Day. So thank you for joining us. I look forward to seeing you back here on another day. Thank you for listening to the Freedom Nation podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and all the major channels. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe to the channel and leave a rating and review. If you have friends and family that could benefit from their own Freedom Day, please share with them. Finally, join Freedom Nation by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.